all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Ah, yeah. You can just smell it, can't you? Oh, smell the freshness. Smell the freshness of a new podcast. That's right, we're coming at you once again. Uh, hopefully a new and improved uh, Spiffified podcast. We're going to add some production elements and try to make this thing a little more professional. Why not? Look, what else do I have to do? Okay, let's just uh, jump right into it. First of all, we should uh, pick up where we left off in regards to the uh, belly dancing show. There were all these things I didn't mention. Uh, first of all, one of the things about the, the Egyptian restaurant uh, where they had the belly dancing, and if you, if you haven't heard last episode, uh, go listen to the previous episode. Uh, we are uh, Miriam's friend. Uh, she was doing her final belly dancing performance at, the, at this very, very small Egyptian restaurant, and uh, most of the conversation that I had last time, a eh, conversation with myself, sure, uh, was uh, focused around uh, the dancing and the audience. So what I totally forgot was uh, just how odd the rest of the place was. Um, the waitress, and I'm using air quotes right now because... Uh, I don't know. There's a certain, there's, you know, there's this whole concept of like, when does a thing become a thing? Right? Like, uh, you know, if something like, uh, does a joke, is a joke a joke, even if it's not funny? And so uh, this came up once in a meeting, oddly. And I said yes, uh, because, uh, the intention is what is important, not necessarily uh, the execution and sort of the whole idea of what makes breakfast breakfast. Is it what you're eating or is it when you're eating? Uh, I think it's when you're eating, really. Uh, but uh, so I guess in, in my definition, she was indeed a waitress. She was there to take our orders and bring us food. Now, of course, this was a buffet, so she didn't have to even take our food. We just wanted some drinks. And you would have thought we had asked her to fly to the moon and get us some drinks. No, no, we just wanted some drinks. And so, and she was, <laughs> she was, now look, if you're a great big fat person, uh, that's, that's fine with me. Go for it. Uh, probably not the healthiest way to live. Healthiest, healthiest way to live. But, uh, okay, fine. I'm not going to judge you. It doesn't make you a bad person. Hey, maybe you got dealt a crappy genetic hand. God knows I'm not happy with my pair of twos that I'm holding on to in my genetic poker hand. But, okay, fine, fine. I can't judge you for that. But here's, here's some tips. Um, one, don't hit me with your ass every time you walk past me. Now, I realize this restaurant is tiny and you are big, but there's got to be a way I don't know. Be conscious of your space, whatever. Look, when I wear a backpack, I'm like a bull in a china shop, right? I'm conscious of, of the extra depth. You don't, and it's, and it was, 
remarkably, it was always the ass that hit me. And I guess that's because you can't see it. You don't have eyes back there. But it was it was really like uh, just a, 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 a ridiculous Three Stooges, which is, of course, redundant, uh, bit where just the ass just bam every time. And and she would disappear for for minutes at a time which should have been just simple go get our drinks no she would just i don't know what she was doing she would just and she always acted like she was you know calculating pi to the 20th decimal uh and but uh, you know when she came back and it was like really it's just drinks so there was her who was just laughably bad and then and 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 I'm piecing this together. There was uh, getting back to the audience members. Uh, there was a weird dynamic of uh, this family uh, that that showed up to this, and again, all friends of the dancers. But it appeared that uh, it was definitely okay. Definitely a divorced dad and kids and the girlfriend. Um, what I don't know, but I, what I'm really hoping, what I'm, what I really want to believe is true is that, uh, their mom, uh, his ex-wife was one of the belly dancers. Yeah. Now, the reason I think that is because, uh, the, the mom, the, the, this woman showed up and talked to them a little bit and the kids looked a whole bunch like her and, uh, and, and the kids don't look anything like the dad and certainly nothing like the girlfriend. And the dad was clearly the single dad. Like, you know, it, he, uh, the, at one point, cause it's a buffet, they would, uh, he was with his daughter at the buffet and he was getting food for her. By the way, way too old to be getting food for the girl, right? Like she was like 12. She can get her own food. And he was doing that weird helicopter parent. He's, you like, there's some peas. You like peas. How about some peas? Yeah, peas. Chicken? Chicken? You like chicken. Yeah, how about chicken? You get some chicken. Yeah, I'll just put some, a little bit of chicken on your plate. No, no, no. It's okay. No, it's not too spicy. No, it's good. So there's that. And God, what a monstrously awkward uh, arrangement. Hey, girlfriend. A, I have the kids this weekend. B, let's go see my ex-wife dance around in not much clothing. Now, I know that uh, the the girlfriend, though, should not have felt uh, too threatened because she was uh, far younger and hotter than uh, old mommy. But really, uh, if, if I was new girlfriend, boy, just way to pile it on, right? Like, it's not only bad enough that uh, I'm with this dude and he's got the kids and we're with the kids and we're going to go see the ex-wife and we're going to be in this weird, uh, cramped, uh, restaurant uh, with the shitty waitress that, whose ass hits you every time she turns around. Uh, yeah, just pile it on, dude. I don't know. Maybe you could set my hair on fire. Maybe that's the way we could make this worse. Uh, maybe I could have a gynecological exam at the buffet to make it even more awkward. Could you do that? Because that'd be awesome. But, uh, oh, the other thing is, uh, now... I know this is going to sound a tad xenophobic of me, but I enjoy other cultures, but I find it really bizarre when uh, white people, uh, I'm going to say it, 
white people uh, who have really no cultural identity, whether it's the fact that um, they, you know, they are a mi- such a mix of other things that they can't really identify with anyone or, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they don't find Scottish interesting enough. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, the woman who ran this Egyptian restaurant, white woman and not just a white woman but the whitest white woman you've ever seen like red hair she she could be the white witch with red hair if she wanted to she's just that white and she's nice enough and 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 she's very happy and she's also the belly dancing teacher which makes it even weirder uh and it's just like I don't know. I just find the whole thing of white women and, and dudes never do this, by the way. Dudes are never looking to adopt any a new culture. They don't, they're fine with the thing that they've got. They don't need to go find somebody else's culture to adopt to make their life more interesting. But this is totally a white woman thing to do. But she did. Boy, boy, she embraced it full force. Like, I just imagine she was like, uh, God, I don't know, did a two-week trip during her senior year of college, maybe had a lesbian experience in Egypt, and then just came back and was like, oh my God, they've got such a rich culture. It's like the birth of civilization. You know she says that a lot. It's like the Fertile Crescent. It's like my womb is like Egypt, and it's like it's the giver of life, and my womb is the giver of life, and I just I want to embrace it even though I'm barren and I can't have kids. I just want to embrace the fertile crescent oh god touch my vulva and i don't know why it bothers me so much because like i said nice enough woman just smiling happy you know but really it just first of all it makes the it makes the whole thing seem less genuine like you get in there and you expect to you know hear some people screaming at each other in arabic and you know you want that sort of you know, if you're going to go for Egyptian food, which God knows what that means, uh, you expect sort of that Egyptian, uh, you, you want it to be full Egyptian, not some, you know, your neighbor who uh, opened an Egyptian restaurant and wears pajamas around. That wasn't too bad, was it? I was, I was, you know, got a little weird in there, but uh, I would say on the sort of racism, xenophobia scale, eh, about a five. Oh, okay. So now let's uh, introduce uh, one of our, our new production elements. So uh, I, I figured I wanted uh, segment headers, you know, because uh, when I was listening to uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, they always have these like fun little jingles to introduce, you know, the various segments that they have on the show. So uh, uh, let's try the first one. Uh, in television news. What's on TV? All right. Good. That was fun. Uh, so I've been watching, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we're in, it's summertime now and we're, we're all watching, uh, reruns. I mean, that's the only thing that's on. We're not really necessarily watching them. Uh, two shows, three shows, uh, that you could, you could watch instead of boring old reruns because chances are you haven't seen this. Uh, two of them on the FX network. Uh, so, uh, Wilfred is, uh, Elijah Wood. Uh, starring in uh, uh, the TV show uh, originally from Australia, redone in the United States. And I'd say, I, you know, I haven't seen the original Australian one, but I enjoy Wilfred immensely. And basically the premise of the show, for those of you who have not seen the commercials, is um, 
they don't really explain why. I mean, they kind of hint at it in the pilot, but uh, if you if you're dying to know why Elijah Wood is hallucinating through this entire show, don't bother. Don't 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 do it. Just take take it for lock stock that he is. Uh, 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 hallucinating that their dog, the neighbor's dog, Wilfred, uh, talks to him. And not some sort of weirdo, lame CG talking. No, no. They've just got a guy in a dog suit with a little black nose uh, painted on. And that's Wilfred. Uh, And Wilfred's the dog. And and so, uh, basically, Wilfred is the devil. I mean, he just gets... Uh, uh, Elijah Wood's character into just constant trouble and he stirs some shit up just like a dog would do although dogs are usually very friendly about the shit that they get into and whereas Wilfred is not also on the FX network uh, is the uh, show by Louis C.K. called Louis Uh, uh, it's a little dark for a comedy it is not your Seinfeld it is uh it's like uh Breaking Bad with some jokes all right maybe it's not that uh depressing but it's it's uh it's not your lighthearted comedy but also uh Louis does have a a bit of a fantastical element uh in it occasionally where he hallucinates and his subconscious gets in so anyway there's uh there's uh two half hour sitcoms that I recommend if you want to geek out uh, and you cannot wait for the Avengers movie. Uh, uh, there is the Avengers cartoon, which is on Disney Family XD or something like that. Anyway, uh, it's not as good as the Justice League, but it is very good. And and they do the same sort of thing as the Justice League, where they do season-long story arcs that have some sort of payoff at the end. Uh, there's only been one season of it uh, so far, but uh, you can see them all, all 26 episodes on uh, Netflix uh, Instant Streaming. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, I will probably not be talking about Netflix instant streaming very much because, uh, I just recently Netflix, uh, changed their pricing schedule and, uh, now, uh, the instant viewing is a, is a separate charge. And so it used to be that if you bought the DVD rental package, you got the instant streaming as just like, oh, we'd rather you do instant streaming. So here it is. And it's an odd move for Netflix because now that they've broken it out in two, um, it's, it's kind of a dumb move. Well, first of all, the, the thing that Netflix did, which was interesting, was they waited till the competition was pretty much gone, right? Uh, and it, it kind of is. I mean, I guess really Blockbuster was its only competition for the longest time. And there's still other things out there, but they're all... Um, they're all uh, pay, you know, per movie. So, you know, there's pay-per-view, and then there's uh, Amazon has uh, a movie rental service, and I think uh, Hulu, no, Hulu does not. But uh, but anyway, there are other things out there, but Netflix is really the only, uh, you know, one-time monthly fee, watch as much as you want sort of service. Uh, and they waited till Blockbuster went away, and now they're like, and it was really weird, because for the longest time, Netflix was really pushing this, we'd rather you watch movies 
movies on demand rather than us having to pay the shipping back and forth for these movies and having to worry about the physical media getting broken and all this stuff. So I don't know what, what their change in, in idea was. Maybe the instant viewing got so popular that they just said, oh, great. Well, we'll just, you know, make it two separate systems and we'll gouge you, you know, because here's the stupid thing about this whole thing is, is if, on-demand, instant viewing stuff was everything, then I would totally do it, and I'd cancel my DVDs. But the problem is, is that uh, the way the instant viewing works is it's stuff is only there for a limited time, and their range of stuff is severely limited. So if you have the choice between the two, it's like, well, I'll, ha- I'll take the service that gives me my selection of everything that's available on DVD, and yes, I'll have to wait a couple of days for it to show up, or I'll uh, pick the insanely limited service, which gives me yeah some spotty stuff. And and because our Dish Network gave us stars for a year for free, and that's where Netflix gets their instant streaming, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, to do Netflix instant streaming. So anyway, that's why uh, you will hear a, a swift decline in my, uh, oh yeah, and you can get it on instant streaming reviews. In porno news. Oh yeah. Take it. I just wanted, I'm just trying to find as many reasons to create new uh, bumpers as I can. So anyway, uh, yes. Uh, so I was uh, flipping through uh, fuck.com, F-U-Q.com. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Uh, there's, you know, Adam Carolla has this whole thing about they, you know, when in the old days when you'd have to go to the uh, the video store to uh, check out your porno uh, and you would accidentally wander into the gay porno section and and you know it's a it's a it's a jarring shock you don't really want that uh i i really you know so he was saying we oh we should erect a a barrier and i think we really should do that uh with these video aggregating porno websites like for me i would totally go to the porno website that was like no freaky stuff nothing Just straight vanilla sex with hot chicks. That's it. Because, you know, as you scroll through, you know, you're looking for, I mean, really, so the way fuck is is laid out, for those of you who haven't been, and God knows why you're still listening to this if you haven't been to fuck.com, because it's great. Um, it's, It's just a series, it's a grid, and they have little thumbnails of, you know, whatever they want to throw up there to entice you. And the, and, and each thumbnail is, uh, just a thumbnail of a genre. So, you know, it'll be like babysitter videos and it's a, like a girl in a Catholic school girl outfit and, you know, she's, uh, uh, bent over. I don't know. And, and anyway, so, so, I, you know, I'm not a guy who has a type of porno, uh, so I'm just cruising the little thumbnails looking for a hot chick. And, you know, you can be like, all right, and babysitter, and babe videos, and uh, big tits, uh, gaping assholes. Ah! Just get that out of there, man. I just 
I don't, I don't want to be thrown. I don't want to be looking at big tits one second, she mails the next, gaping assholes, uh, tattooed cocks, uh, pierced scrotums. I don't want any of that. Just, just give me the hot chicks. Now, fine, break it down by genre of hot chicks if you want. So put them, you know, babysitter videos and hitchhiking videos and, and oh, and get rid of the young girl, old man porn. Who? Now, okay, I guess if I was a creepy old dude, I would be like, I, I can't relate. I can't relate to these young men having sex with these hot young, I mean, I, you know, I need a fantasy. I need to believe that I could have sex with the hot young women. And so they need old man, young woman porn. Ugh. Uh. Uh, not, uh, okay, now don't get me wrong, not the most disgusting of, uh, the creepy genres, but really unnecessary, just the same. In video game news... So, uh, I've been playing, uh, uh, lately a little Mortal Kombat. Uh, good news! Uh, Mortal Kombat fans, yes, they have uh, revitalized the franchise after uh, Bally Midway, I think they were the original owners of Mortal Kombat, uh, went out of business. Uh, and uh, Warner Brothers uh, snapped up that IP. And here's, here is the thing I want to say to all video game manufacturers. Make video games fun, right? Uh, don't make them to the point where... Uh, I hate playing it. <laughs> I know that sounds obvious, but, uh, you know, so one of the things, one of the really cool things that they have in this new version of Mortal Kombat is the Challenge Tower. And it's just these series of crazy scenarios. Like, um, uh, one of them that's great is uh, uh, you are battling each other, but your only weapon is to throw your limbs at each other. So normally the button that would be, you know, to throw a punch now throws your arms and the, the button to throw your legs or to kick is now throwing your legs and they, they grow back every like second that you throw them. It's just a silly, fun, just crazy scenario that they throw at you. And there are some of them that are quite hard and, but hey, this should be fun, right? I shouldn't be so frustrated by the hard ones that I just want to give up on the challenge tower completely. And that's what they did. They let you opt out of these battles. Now, sure, it reduces your overall high score, but I don't care. I'm not in it for the high score. Just let me, let's just let me get through the challenge tower. This is fun. And, and, and I would say this to all video game manufacturers. Don't make your game so hard that I just throw out my hands and I throw the game down and I don't want to play it anymore. You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! I don't know if you've witnessed it. I don't know if you've gone grocery shopping lately. I need to get myself a chalkboard. I mean, okay, fine, it wouldn't work very well on the, uh, on the podcast, but it would be fun if I could, you know, just you could hear the sounds of chalk in the back. No, that would be annoying. Oh, God, the sounds of chalk awful. But look, I don't know where the shift happened, where upon checkout, the person who has just gotten done putting your food into bags now feels the need to take my receipt and hand it to me. You're right next to the bags. 
Just take it and put it in the bag. Come on. Look, how many times have you, how many times has this happened to you? I want to return this fruit. Oh, I got, no, probably I could say twice in my life. Uh, I had to uh, show the receipts and say, hey, you ch- double charged me for this, you know, and it's and I mean, what am I going to do with this receipt? Am I going to stick it in my wallet immediately? Because so, God knows if you've seen my wallet. Oh, I need more things in my wallet. Give me that receipt. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me. I, need, I need my wallet to be fatter. It's not fat enough. In fact, I'm going to go out in the parking lot and pick up garbage and just start stuffing it in my wallet because I need it to be fatter. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, attention all grocery store people. Put the receipt in the bag. Don't even ask me. Don't even show it to me. Or just, or just maybe say, oh, receipt in the bag. All right, move it on out. Next. Oh, and as much as Mortal Kombat does right, I don't understand this move at all where they have the cutscenes in. Oh, so they, so Mortal Kombat also has story mode and it, the story's okay. I mean, it's the same old thing. It's like, oh, we all gotta get these guys together for a game to the death. Uh, but do we really need the unskippable, uh, cutscenes in between the fights that you know, every time you load the game up, you have to labor through to get to the next thing. No, we don't. I want to skip through that stuff, especially if this is like the third time I've played this same sequence. Just let me skip through it. And oh, speaking of unskippable, I don't know if you've seen it, but on um, the uh, uh, escapist, escapist.com, yeah, uh, they have a, a series of uh, videos called uh, Unskippable where uh, these guys do kind of a mystery science the- mystery science theater 3000 treatment of unskippable videos in video games. Oh, and for those people who are wondering uh with the whole thing about me uh buying my advertisement on uh, Jordan Jesse Go, uh so I did uh send her the email uh cuz the more I thought about it, the more it just made me sound like a dummy. So just to catch everybody up, uh if you listened to last week, uh you know that I bought advertising time on um Jordan Jesse Go didn't turn out so well. Uh they thought I meant there's no I in my name, which sounds stupid. I mean, it makes me sound like a moron, but really what I meant them to say is there's no L in my name. So anyway, uh, I, I sent, I sent an email because I was just like, you know, especially listening to the reaction of the guest. It just makes me sound so dumb. Like I was like, Hey everybody, there's no I in home. Like, God damn it, man. Like the fact that I would think that was funny or interesting. That's what I wrote in the email was like, look, this is not a big deal, but it kind of makes me sound like a dope. Uh, so uh, actually I use the word moron, but, uh, anyway, so they were nice enough. They, they gave me a, uh, a retraction or a correction. So, um, here it is. Me two weeks ago, uh, we ran a uh, uh, we ran a, a promotion for uh, Alan Home, and I read his slogan as "There's no I in Home," which I thought was an odd but distinctive slogan. Sure, I liked it because uh, I liked it because it showed his team spirit, right? And he was looking for a gig at the it's time. About me, it's actually he was just trying to clarify how to spell his name. It was "There's no L in Home," as in it's not spelled like Sherlock Holmes is spelled. <laughs> So it's H-O-M-E. So our apologies to Alan Holm. If you want to have a message... Maybe he should stick with yours? 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> Mine is good. It's catchy. And that was free to you, Alan. Free to you. Okay, so that's nice. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it still doesn't explain exactly what I do, but at least they got my name right. And I got a little extra shout out and, and everybody was a good sport about it. So there you go. Okay, so I do uh, listen to a bunch of podcasts. They're all about, and not all, but most of them are about, you know, stand-up comedians and their process and, you know, how they write down jokes and notebooks and refine jokes and all this stuff. And I just thought, like, you know, every once in a while I have a funny idea and it would be nice to write it down and then, you know, maybe something I could pull out at parties. I don't regret, you know, giving up that pursuit because, I, you know, God, listening to these people talk about the life of a stand-up comic just sounds terrible. Oh, and the, the, the new thing that everybody's talking about is the fact it's just how shitty audiences are, how there are people who go to shows not knowing who the stand-up is, and then they'll yell at the crowd, and they think they're helping, and they're drunk, and they're stupid, and it's just like, wow, I can't even imagine trying to deal with those people. But anyway, so... I was thinking about like, oh, you know, I'll write down some ideas and it'll be fun and maybe I can make something out of it, you know, just for this, maybe just for this podcast. And then some time went by and I was like, I am not coming up with very many ideas. I mean, you know, when I was pursuing stand-up comedy, I used to write down shit all the time. And I was like, wow, was I that much, was I that more interesting? No, I, wait, I can't even speak English. Was I, was I more interesting back then? I mean, I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, whatever. Uh, could I have really been that more, that more interesting? Is that even, is that even a thing? Could I have been more interesting than I am now. God. Anyway, I'll, I'll figure that out. Uh, um, anyway, so I, f- fortunately or unfortunately, um, kept all my journals. And I stopped journaling probably right after I graduated from college. But I had started when I was really young, uh, you know, like 14 or something like that. So I keep saying not really young. But uh, anyway, so I, I was doing all of this and I kept all my journals and I kept the concepts for jokes that I would do on stage in the back of these journals, you know, and it was, I would really just write down a line or something and I could pretty much read that line and know what the premise of the joke was. Okay, so I went back and I looked at some of these premises because I thought, well, all right, you know, uh, what, what was I doing that was so interesting that I was filling up these these journals and notebooks with all this stuff? Holy crap, it's the dumbest shit you've ever read in your life. Oh my god. It's like I'm reading this and I I see the date. The date is clearly there. So I don't even have to like extrapolate based on, you know, what else is going on in the journal as opposed to what time frame this might have been. No. It's got the date right there. I I I I am 17 and I wrote uh, one of the journals, uh, one of the joke ideas was m- women by Cosmo, men by Mad Magazine. Okay, now, first of all, it's just a stupid premise because obviously men don't buy Mad Magazine. 14 year olds buy Mad Magazine. But the fact that I was 18 and thinking this was a joke. Holy crap! Like, if I was 14 and I, and I, uh, and I read this, I would be like, oh, okay, that sucks, but you're 14. 
No, I was 17. I mean, look, I know it doesn't sound like a big difference, but god damn, man, the difference between 14 and 17. Fuck it, who cares even about 14? The fact that I was 17, licensed to drive. And I'm I think this is funny. Holy crap. No wonder I gave up stand-up comedy. No wonder nobody laughed. This is awful. Although one of the other uh premises that I, I you know, I read through a bunch of other premises, and uh, most of them made no sense. Uh, but uh, the one that I liked kind of uh, was, God, this is, it just shows you uh, the time frame. Uh, so it was that, um, so Knight Rider was big, you know, the, the Hasselhoff project that made him a star. Uh, I, I said, uh, why, do, why do they even have... Hasselhoff on the show. I mean, who cares? It's the car. The show is the car. Do we even need the other guy? I mean, the other guy doesn't even drive the car. The car drives itself. He's just sort of this, this, uh, meat sack that sort of, you know, engages it in the conversation so the car doesn't get bored and nod off and just sort of, you know, swerve off the road. Yeah, that was it. All right. You know, hey, look, not, not for, you know, not the worst thing ever. Certainly better than, Cosmo versus Mad, but, you know, still not lighting the world on fire. So I had one of those uh, moments that, you know, I so when I saw uh, Slumdog Millionaire, I said, hey, this is, you know, really gets your petty problem in order because you see how these people are living and we've just got it so much better. Well, uh, uh, something happened that uh, that also puts my life in perspective. Uh, a friend of ours got hit by a bus and uh, he's, he's recovering. He's, you know, not back to his uh, former self yet, but he's, you know, he's coming along and um, uh, it, it really, you know, gets your life in perspective because it was just one of those things. He was standing there. He got hit by a bus. He didn't do anything. He wasn't going against traffic. He was on that little island because uh, in San Francisco they have these little uh, islands where the bus pull. You stand on the island. Uh, they don't. You don't. You, sometimes uh, on Market Street and only on Market Street they have these little islands in the middle that you stand and you wait for the bus uh, to show up. But uh, he was just standing there. Got hit by a bus. Hit his head on the sidewalk. Blood everywhere. And uh, boy, it really. Uh, What's your life in perspective? Because, you know, it's like as bad as my day is, I just say, well, didn't get hit by a bus, so it can't be that bad. So not to bum you out, but it's a good thing, right? Get your life in perspective. It's not all that bad. So, from me, from the music of Bright Brown, to not getting hit by a bus today or any day, let's do this one more time. Till then! Till then!